Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of Acts chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Alright, so in Acts chapter 16, as you know, we are studying the Apostle Paul's second missionary journey that he just took off and went off to to preach Jesus all over uh, Asia Minor and Europe. We read last or last time together that Paul took Silas with him and traveled to Derby and Lystra and now he's going to the churches that they had already established in his first missionary journey with Barnabas. He had established these churches. He had preached out there in Asia Minor and believers came in droves to know Jesus Christ. So he's going back as a good shepherd, as a good pastor, caring for the churches that he planted, and he's seen how they are doing. And so Paul took with him Silas, and Silas originally came from Jerusalem when Paul was up there with the council trying to figure out some things. And so Silas and Paul, they went to Derby and Lystra. If you look in your Bible maps, that's central Turkey. Um, and it was there where they recruited young Timothy. Timothy is mentioned in our story last week, and we know that Timothy would become Paul's protege, his son in the faith. He was uh, half Jewish and half Greek, and so no doubt that would help him in his ministry, reaching out to both Greeks and Jews. And so Timothy went along with them, and as they journeyed around the cities there near Derby and Lystra, they delivered the decrees from the Jerusalem Council that in order to be saved, you didn't have to keep the Mosaic Law, you didn't have to, you know, jump through hoops or do any religious ceremony or ritual to be saved. You didn't have to get circumcised, you didn't have to, you know, whatever. It's just by faith in Jesus Christ. It's just by grace. And so they delivered that and were told that as they traveled through the cities that the churches were strengthened in the faith. They were strengthened, they were established in the faith as they heard the word, as they heard the preaching of Paul, of Silas, and Timothy. The churches were strengthened. Nothing has changed. It's the word of God that strengthens any church. It's the word of God that strengthens any home. A life is established in Christ to the extent that one is strengthened in the word of God. So if your faith is a little wobbly this morning, if you're filled with anxiety and worry, it's the word of God that's going to pull you out of that. It's the word of God that's going to establish you. And that's why at Calvary Chapel we go verse by verse, chapter upon chapter, from Genesis to Revelation. The churches were strengthened in the faith and they increased in number daily. 
that being established in the word should always you know point us in the direction of sharing our faith with others because if the word is good for you then the word is good for others if the word establishes you then it, it can establish others and the more of the word that we receive and embrace and study the more apt we are to share it with others to share how the word has affected you blessed you changed you and the word of god is is there to lead us in every aspect of our lives family raising kids raising grandkids marriage issues job issues it's the word of god so verse 5 says so the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily and we want to be praying that for this year pray that the lord would continue to draw people here to sweet hills who need jesus who need to hear the word of god it really is a team effort it's it's something that i pray for but i beseech you to pray for the same thing and i know many of you are but all of us have taken part i think in the establishing of this church in the the fact that our church has grown our churches has is established and being established day in and day out week in week out not many churches can say that so we're really blessed of the lord and we just want that to continue but we all need to pray for that and really have our mind on not that the word will just establish us but there's many people that need to be established by the word of god that need to come and hear it and so i read in verse six now when they had gone through Pergia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And so we see here a very interesting portion of scripture where Paul and his team were actually halted or stopped, forbidden, by the Holy Spirit to go into Asia. This is a very important uh, piece of scripture, guys. Because what we, we see here is the Lord, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, right? Who, who needs as much credit as the Father and the Son. Amen? The Holy Spirit is, you know... Jesus said of him, he leads us into all truth. He comforts us. And you can do a study on the Holy Spirit and his ministry. But really, you know, if you go to uh, Zechariah where it says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We want to be a people that is sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That we're not trying to do life in and of our own strength by our own you know ideas by the strength of our bodies and, and our energy or our own understanding but rather to be sensitive to the leading of god's holy spirit and the holy spirit is moving no doubt today as he ever was the gifts of the spirit are for today but we need to be sensitive because the holy spirit here is halting paul the apostle silas and timothy now, we must agree that preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is a good thing. Amen? We can agree that God wants Asia to be saved. Amen? So you have something that's holy, true, and good, but just because it's good, just because it's holy, just because it's true, doesn't mean that God wants these particular guys to do that holy and good thing. It's good in God's eyes that the gospel is preached, but he is saying no to Paul. He is saying no to Silas and Timothy. 
Just because something is good doesn't mean God wants you and I to do it. We planted this church. The Lord planted this church. And it's been a long journey. And there's a lot that I have learned as a senior pastor. And when you go into doing a church plant, there's just so much to learn that you're not going to find in seminary. But just because something's good, just because God may desire it, doesn't mean that God necessarily wants you or I to do it. And it's a lesson that I had to learn in planting the church. And because when you get the Calvary Chapel dove, uh uh-oh, you know, people come to see the Calvary Chapel because of its beautiful reputation that Chuck Smith had established. The Lord through Chuck Smith had established it. And so we had looky-loos, we had people with ideas of how the church should run, how the church should do this, how the church should do that. And as a young pastor, I bit into some of that. I figure, okay, churches should have a men's study, a women's study, a this thing, and then and a good website, and a good this, and a good that. It's like, you start thinking like, yeah, this is how Calvary's, this is how churches should be established. And the Lord had to break all of that down. And see, those things may be good, son, but I'm not calling you to do those things right now. It may be later. And to be sensitive to the Spirit, to just trust that. Because, unfortunately, I I have a distaste to church program building, church, how to build a church, how to build a successful church, this and that. It's it's too worldly for me. It's too man-made. It's humanistic. I have been raised through Calvary Chapel and Chuck always said, where God guides, he provides. So just because something may be good doesn't necessarily mean that God's calling us to do it or to add that. And, and our bulletin used to be so packed with all kinds of things. And I was, working, I was working a full schedule. How can we have a bulletin with all of these ministries? And then you get the people who want ministries, but you, you, you do it. In the early days, I would say, okay, that sounds pretty good. It sounds holy. It sounds true. It sounds good. And then they wouldn't be at the thing that they requested we should do. I would be there like this, tired. And you learn, wait a minute, just because it's good, just because it's spiritual, doesn't mean that God wants us to do it right here, right now. Holy Spirit will say, ah, calm down, relax. Sometimes less is more. I think our church in the early days really needed a pastor that was, was full-time, not a pastor that was exhausted. I mean, there's a lot of things I learned. Anyways, my notes say we should do ministry. People have said we should do this ministry, that ministry. Maybe, but we have to see if the Holy Spirit's in it. And we have to see if it's the right timing. And we have to see if we have the right person. People have ideas about ministry and about how churches should do this or that. But, you know, I have to remember as a senior pastor that God has his own mind about how our church, his church is supposed to be. Missionary work. The early days, man, we would send hundreds to missionaries all over the place. And it, and it clicked on me. It dawned on me. You know what? These brothers out there, God bless them for going, they're not working in their countries. where they're mission- And I'm working here. And if I'm working here, then they should work in their countries. Now, sometimes the, the countries don't let them and there's issues. I get that. But there's some that can work in their countries, but they, they just don't. And I, and I was just struggling with this. And I remember hearing Jack Hibbs on the radio say, a true missionary will work in this country. And I go, that's it. I'm done. Love you guys, but I can't fund you. We're going to keep the money here because I got to go full time because this church needs a full time pastor. 
And so you see how my thinking changed? Well, wait a minute. It's good to send them money. It's good to, the Lord says, the Great Commission, go out and make disciples of all nations. But how good can we do that if Jerusalem is broke? And I've seen churches, I'm telling you, who are like, nah, like it all. We got to send all of this to missionary. And then, and then the church is, is struggling back home. Or where a senior pastor is, 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 takes the Great Commission and they're gone on missionary trips all the time. And they're not at home to be here. I've seen churches back home struggle because the senior pastor is always gone. So I've, there are, these are things that I've learned. Yeah, missionary is good. Yeah, we want the gospel to go forth. But we have to not sacrifice the home base. And it, it's got to be healthy here. It's got to be healthy here. And the Holy Spirit has taught me that. The church is just as important as the mission field in Africa. The Holy Spirit has taught me that the mission field is right across the street. I don't got to jump on a plane, spend $2,000, get uh, hydroxychloroquine in my veins and go to uh, Kenya to, you know, the, the, that person right there, they don't just invite them to church and just, you know, there's things you can do right here. I've learned through the Holy Spirit that resources matter. Being frugal and wise with what God has given us matters. You know, it's like if he's given us this place and let's open it. He's given us classrooms that's, that's focused on, on making it good for the kids. It's like whatever God has given us in our hands, our time, our energy, like what's in front of us when we have these grandiose ideas of ministry. And I think like a senior pastor because God called me to be a senior pastor and he's trained me to be a senior pastor. And, I, and I'm helping Pastor David and, and Blair and Dan and the other guys to kind of share the things that God has shown me. I do, I, 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 they'll hit me up about certain people doing ministry, and it's like, can you find someone who doesn't have five kids to do that? So that we can get the person who may have more energy, more time to do that job. Let's, yeah, you know, the single person, the this or that, you know what I mean? And, and not let people get overburdened and over, the Holy Spirit has halted. No, 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 no. That's a single mom or a single dad with all these kids, da-da-da. Get the ones that, you know, can do, you know, let them do something, but not as much. We want it to be efficient and good and right. So just because something is spiritual doesn't mean that God is saying, yeah, do it. And people have straight up judged me on like, wait a minute, you know, pastor, this is a good thing. And, and you should want there to be the preaching of the gospel here and the preaching of the gospel there and this ministry here and this ministry there. Those are good things, but timing and God's leading is more important. It's way more important. The preaching of the gospel is good. Can I come to your house at two in the morning and knock on your door and preach what's good? No, I cannot. Because it's two o'clock in the morning. Something good, wrong timing. You get it? Wrong, good, but don't do that. It's wrong timing. Wait a minute, it's the word of God. It's good. Are you against the word of God? No, I'm against preaching it at two in the morning, knocking at someone's house. That's why we barely went to like two men's events, right? We got the three. We had, always had the men's breakfast, but we've grown and there's a need. And so we're watching to see, is the men's study going to work now that we have every other Thursday as well? And it is. I call, how many guys showed up? You know, and it's cool. It's like, if it's above 10 and it's, you know, 12, 16, it's all right around there, we'll keep it up. We want the Holy Spirit to lead us. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But we must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our homes. But how do we do that? How do you know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you concerning your children, concerning your marriage, concerning your job? How do you know? First Kings 
chapter 19, verse 11, there's this great uh, verse there with, with Elijah, where the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, or the angel said. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore in the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice. So it was a still small voice that the Lord spoke to Elijah, and it's a still small voice that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. But we, you have to be in a place of, I believe, quietness, solitude, when you wake up in the morning, right? The Holy Spirit ain't going to talk to you if you're like on your phone, just first thing. But to be still and know that he is God, to pray in the morning and say, Lord, Lord, help my wife and I to, to, to be wise today. Help us to raise up our kids in your way. Lord, help me in my job, Lord, to, you know, and the Lord would just speak to your heart as you pray. And you read the word and there's confirmation. And, and then you find confirmation at times from the brethren too. Say, yeah, for sure. So in a still small voice, the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. And so we read here that uh, the Holy Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So the Holy Spirit said no to Asia, but yes to Greece. Both places have good food, so I wouldn't have mind going to Greece. Europe. God said no to Asia. God said, has said no to, a lot, to, to many things here at Sweet Hills. And I have seen other, I have seen our church flourish because he has said no to certain ministry. Not now, later as we grow, heck yeah, we're going to go to Mexico. But maybe later as the church grows, we'll send people to go. Amen. I mean, I see how Pastor David works and I see how the brethren here work and the sisters and they volunteer. God has shown me that's what it should look like, son. Not giving free lunches to people who won't work, who won't serve. Paul had a vision in the night. The book of Acts quotes Joel's scripture when the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the early church was, was accomplished. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. God is still speaking to us in dreams and in visions, prophetically. And again, it goes back to being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. A long time ago, I told, I told a, a pastor friend of mine, let's go to the desert, man, and, and, and go out there and, and spend some time in prayer. And he goes, yeah, so we can get some fresh vision. And that always stuck with me. I think that when it comes to vision and a word from the Lord, I, I, I will always be a proponent of getting away, getting out of Dodge and spending time with the Lord in prayer. I will always be a proponent. You can pray at home. You can pray in your car. You can pray anywhere. But there's something to be said when you say, when you, when you put action to, to getting out specifically to go pray alone and vision comes. Every time I've gone to Joshua Tree, I've come back with vision. 
I've come back with the clear word from the Lord. And I, we, you know, it's part of like my, my calling here at Sweet Hills that I at, at least once a month need to be in the desert, need to be in the mountain. I need to go spend time with the Lord alone. And Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35, it says, now in the morning, having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Jesus got his marching orders from the Father, but he went to a solitary place from time to time to pray. Went before he chose his disciples, he went to the mountain, he prayed all night and then chose the disciples. Vision comes that way. That's a very old school way of looking at ministry and Christianity, but I think it's effective. I think the old ways are good. I think pastors want to skip that. I think Christians want to skip that. And in these days, boy, do we need vision, a prophetic word, and some dreams. What do I do if I get crazy, terrible dreams, pastor? Well, you just attribute those to Satan. What if I have amazing prophetic ministry type dreams? So you, you give that credit to the Lord. That was from the Lord. And I like how that verse is like generational. Sons, daughters, your young men, your old men. Guys, God wants to use the whole church, both young and old. We have a church where we honor the gray hair. We honor it. Some churches, all they want to do is get younger. I, and that's another, what do you mean you want to get younger? We got to reach the next generation. What do you think, what are you doing? Aren't you doing that? I don't want to f- focus on one group of the demographic of our church. Teach the word, teach it, let God, let the let God deal with the results. I want this place to be with older folks I do when I went to Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa as a young dude and I saw all that gray hair you know what that spoke to me that spoke to me of God's blessing of what God has wrought I won't get into it but that has that has been attacked by the new sheriff over there where the scriptures say that gray hair is a crown of glory I get scared if a church is all young to be honest with you we, we need the wisdom we need the advice. We need the strength. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothras, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Oh, Lydia, what a great person here in the Bible, a seller, a maker of purple, purple gear. But it's beautiful that it was customary for the women to meet for prayer there and there by near the river's edge. I think that prayer meetings are powerful and are the backbone to any healthy ministry. Prayer meetings, powerful. 
and the backbone to any healthy ministry. And this is where God sent Paul and his, and his brothers to, to the prayer meeting. One of the Lord's greatest apostles was at the prayer meeting. A miracle happened that he arrived there. And the Lord opened up Lydia's heart to heed the words of Paul. My brother, Pastor Andre, what does he say about prayer meetings? He says it'll quicken the spirit and get rid of the flesh. I heard Jack Hibbs on the radio say one time, at our church, you won't, a person will not last who doesn't go to the prayer meetings. Those who serve at Jack Hibbs Church, he says, the ones that last are the ones that go to the prayer meetings. It's true. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951 952-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills.